Good afternoon, collectors. Welcome to Layton's Loft, our weekly podcast here on Facebook uh, under the Vintage Breaks YouTube account on youtube.com slash Vintage Breaks. Of course, our Just Collect Facebook account. And we have my compadre, Lou, who is manning the ship and driving us in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> I love your faith. That's great. <laughs> great. J5, we're good to go? All right. Excellent. Okay, great. Thanks for uh, joining us today. We have a special show planned. Our show and sell, as opposed to show and tell, which Crosby regularly participates in. I would imagine your kids do as well, Dougie, on a weekly basis. Show and tell, not show and sell. <laughs> Although, you know, I think I started, I was in, uh, my buddy Brett Schechterman's is listening. He's now in Chicago. I had Mr. Tonzik for social studies. And I'm fairly certain, like fifth, sixth grade, I already had, you know, binders of cards, like would try to sell a card for 50 cents or trade. It was great. I was going to say, you remember your fifth grade social studies teacher? I can't remember all of them, but I have a pretty good memory. Yeah. I remember my first two teachers, first first through fourth grade, because I was in a two-room schoolhouse. Two grade, oh, your room. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the old Rocks Village School down here. What's going on, Gus, Nick, Ernie, Russ, and Chris Coe? Thanks for joining us. What's up, Mark? Tom, Adrian. Um, Dougie, if you could let everyone know, I'm not sure uh, which set breaks we're doing tonight, if any, but it's... Uh, 64. 64? And it, yeah, when they go back on the show, it's yeah. just on the ticker. Great. 8 o'clock? Yeah. So tonight, folks, we do have our 1964 Tops baseball set break, which is sold out. It will be at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, and we have a special guest joining us at the top of the hour today. Uh, ben will tell us a little bit more about him in just a few minutes. Um, so uh, before we get started today, I want to talk about uh, Layton's Loft and participation. Hey, what's up, Dom? Hope all is going well with you and your family. Um, generally, uh, folks, if you are uh, watching the show and you participate uh, through the chat uh, and make comments uh, on our Layton's Loft Facebook page, uh, we will count your name towards our uh, weekly giveaway here live on the show. And if you're listening afterwards and enjoy the content, please come back and join us live next week starting at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Each and every week you can find us here. And that's the only way to um, have a chance to win one of the seven prizes we give away generally on our show every week is to be with us live. What's up, Jim? Yeah, Lou, so tell us more about the two-room schoolhouse. Yes, I am that old. It's, <laughs> it's an old neighborhood school in my town, out on the east end of town, and it was a little red schoolhouse. It had two rooms, first and second grade in one room, third and fourth grade in another room. And, yeah, it's it sounds – it was just like it sounds, beautiful old building. And the funny part was it turned into a daycare center later, and I brought my daughter there for her first daycare. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, very cool. What's up, Mario? Um, hey, James. So uh, as we're getting started here, I want to talk about what the seven prizes uh, for today's show will be. First place will be a $100 break credit to VintageBreaks.com. And of course, if you take that $100 break credit and you spend it before Sunday at 10 o'clock Eastern time, you will have a chance to win one of 25 prizes in our Buy Any Spot promo all of those details and more can be found at event.vintagebreaks.com. J5, any collections to show off? I was hoping. <laughs> Talk to the guy with the MJ? Yeah. All right. That's that. You did? 
Uh, yeah, I talked to him, but you know, I, I got to say what he just wanted. Oh, uh, all right, all right. Um, I want to <laughs> see if we can show off fresh collection. I mean, we got plenty of stuff to show off today, but <laughs> this is one that I just looked at this morning. Um, so anyway, uh, folks, today first place will be a one hundred dollar break credit, and so I know Ben, who is I think sitting right over there. Um, ben is new to our team and in charge of our, our social media efforts. Uh, you know, across uh, you know all platforms for vintage breaks, helping with some marketing efforts as well. Um, so Ben, I wanted to make sure that you know, like if you're tagging anyone who's out there kind of tuning in for the first time, mm -hmm. you literally don't have to spend anything. All you got to do is tune in, you drop some comments in the chat, maybe what you had for lunch or what you picked up this weekend in a deal. Yeah. Um, Dougie takes your name. He puts them in a list at the end of the show. This is what makes us a little bit different than other podcasts. Yeah. We're like, we're very interactive. Mm -hmm. um, and so what's really fun is someone can win a hundred dollar break credit just for listening, spend it before Sunday, before the big event. And I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Dougie, it was the last big event that Donald Higginson won the Hank Aaron rookie. Yes. So someone who candidly doesn't really spend any money with us, but yeah. uh, participates a lot in the chat and such, yeah. won a break credit or a few break credits, mm -hmm. bought us some spots. He won a Hank Aaron 1954 Tops rookie. Wow. Uh, totally for free from Vintage Breaks. Um, and so it pays to watch us live as opposed yeah. to just in the playback. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, Anyway, folks, $100 first place prize today. Uh, that is going to um, get you very far if you are checking out the website uh, for the event this Sunday. Enjoy. Second place is going to be a spot in our $500 high roller bonus. And for those of you that are newish or don't know exactly, what's up, Chef? No biggie. It'll be on next time. <laughs> um, uh, let me actually, uh, Lou, I'm going to show off a card now. So I'm giving the warning. Okay. So second place today is going to be a spot in our $500 high roller bonus. And for those of you, like I said, who are not exactly sure what that is, it gives you a free chance. Instead of having to spend 500 bucks on our website at one time to get an entry in this, you will now have a free entry for a chance to win this 1961 Tops Mickey Mantle PSA 4. And we got this from our very good friend, Chris Coe. Bought a bunch of uh, graded cards from it recently, and this is one of the uh, gorgeous 60s cards we bought. We decided to give it back to the community. Yeah, God, that's gorgeous. Very nice. So Daniel just said, I don't know if you saw that, Daniel won the Cy Young T206 last night, and he won it in the hit random, uh, Ben, with break credits that he had earned and purchased the spot with a break credit, and he won a multiple thousand dollar Cy Young with it. Wow. Pretty I cool. Wondering, I was wondering about that because I saw Cy Young and I'm thinking the award, but no, we're talking the actual Cy Young. Well, the actual Cy Young award itself is probably very valuable depending on uh, who won it. But uh, in this case, we were talking about the T206. That's, um, oh, wow. So when I do that uh, thing, Lou, uh, yeah, it just it happens for a minute. All right. That's, that's all the thanks, for, <laughs> thanks for letting us know, Tom. <laughs> I had a, uh, I have some connections with the Ryan family and the minor league teams down there and walked into a conference room uh, down there at the, at the Dell Diamond down in Austin. Actually, it's just outside of Austin and Round Rock. And uh, there were like three, I don't know how many, there were like three Cy Young Awards for Nolan just sitting on the floor leaning oh, up. Wow. Well, well, um, three awards, well I don't have any Cy Young Awards to give out as prizes today, Lou. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint the gang. Um, but what I do have next is um, we're going to give away a BAM spot in our big uh, Break of Maniacs appreciation promo that ends this Sunday. And so, Ben, what that is, they tell you what the Break of Maniacs uh, appreciation promo is. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So we're we'll giving away a spot in that. And then we're going to give away four $10 break credits to our site, vintagebreaks.com. And hopefully, if you win, you'll spend that before Sunday, have a chance to win some cool stuff. Check it out. It's all at event 
www.vintagebreaks.com. Melch, I'm glad you're here. We'll be talking about your box uh, at some point this week. Um, but for today, uh, before we have uh, Action Jackson at the top of the hour joining us, we're going to do some show and, sell, show and sell stuff in just a few minutes. But I wanted to show off two different groups of cards I have right here. Oh, actually three. So what's up, Greg? Hey, what's up, Dev? Say you got some family in there. Yeah, I love it. I think my brother was there. Merrick's in there, too. Yeah. What's shaking, Merrick? Uh, so this right here is a card I'm keeping from the Chris Co. collection that I just recently bought. And by the way, it's not his collection. I just bought some extras that uh, we could all have bad extras that we want to get rid of, like uh, a 61 Mantle and a Ford Dougie and a Jackie exhibit. So as soon as I saw this in the deal, Lou, I knew this was going to be for my collection. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. A great shot. Yeah. So next up, I want to show off. Uh, this is all the way from Hawaii. Okay. This oh, yeah, is a good choice. Yeah. I don't know what I saw there. <laughs> this is a uh, group of cards. Uh, hey, what's up, James? Welcome to the show. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for dropping by. Um, this is a group of cards that I just picked up all the way in from Hawaii, where I went on my honeymoon uh, with my wife to different islands. Uh, just randomly found a collector on the bay. We connected through a message board off of eBay so that he could save some fees. I could save some bottom line ducats. <laughs> and then what we have right in front of us here is a very, very small group, albeit powerful, of 1929 caution cards. Ooh. Only two cards are graded. We're going to get to those in a minute. Let me run through these for you. I recognize that form. Freddie Leach, Tom Zachary, Harry Rice, <laughs> see who else is in here. Oh, Oscar Malillo. He was one of the first uh, 1933, or excuse me, 1934 Gowdy cards I had. My dad gifted me Oscar Malillo, Heine Manoush, and two others. Uh, Merrick, if you're listening, you know this. Uh, he gifted to us when I turned 13. He had precisely four cards left over from when he was a kid, and there were four 1934 Gowdy cards. He does not remember how he got them. Nice. Um, and I since took – I think I've shown it off on a previous episode of The Loft where I took that Heine Manouche 1934 Gowdy original. I paired it with a George Burke signed photo of it, uh, and that's certainly not going anywhere. Um, let's see who else we got in here. Oh, there we go. Getting a little better now. Lefty Grove, Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Earl Coombs from the Yankees. Lou, I don't know if you know what's going on in the chat here, but like, you know, we got my brother-in-law chatting with my brother. It's become just like a platform for folks to connect. They're just chatting about like what happened in AC over the weekend. I see. They're not on the right feed here, though. Not my It's all right. I'll scold them later. <laughs> Walter Hoyt. or uh, Wait, wait. Excuse me. I'm like Walter. Uh, Dazzy Vance. Sam Rice. Oh, there we go. We got a Heine Manouche, Hall of Famer. All right. So we'll show this one first. Gorgeous Lou Gehrig, one of the toughest ones to find in the set. I imagine. And then lastly, a Babe Ruth 1929 caution. I recently sold the four, so it was like, the world knew I needed another 29 caution roof. <laughs> Looks kind of live there. He's hasn't it's put pretty the cool. I like it. He's at the plate. He's ready to go. 
Yep. All right. So I've done off. Uh, I've done enough of show and telling. Uh, I want to show off some other stuff. But in a minute, Lou, I think we should get our first person on for show and sell. I have one more card I want to show off. This is one of my favorites growing up. Uh, as a young kid, I definitely could not have afforded this. Cool. So I just bought this. Griffey's been hot. For those of you who've been following the modern the modern market, ninety six finest Griffey Gold Refractor. These are not easy to come by. Rocco says he's not familiar with the set you just showed. Who who issued that set? Nineteen twenty nine Caution uh, Publications. Uh, I do not know anything more than what I just shared with you. That Caution Publications issued them in a series of twenty five cards. There was a hundred cards in the set. And believe it or not, the Ruth card um, was found in one in in every one of the boxes of twenty five cards. Oh wow! So it's 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 overprinted, not short printed, but yet it still doesn't matter because it's Ruth. Yeah. Um, all right, Lou. So let's see if uh, you have the first person. Let me switch back here. Uh, ready to go for show and sell today, and see if they have a certain price in mind for their card. Um, or if they just want to do a deal or no deal. And if they're not able to actually connect with us, they can do it in the chat as well. I'm cool with that as long as we know them. Okay, John's with us here. Let's check Let's check in with John. Hey, John, John how are you? Welcome hey, to the start, start with the green, the new guy, huh? <laughs> Where are you going, guys? All right, so I guess I have to show my card, correct? Yes. Thanks for joining right. us today. So I have, I don't know if I can see with the camera. These... Oh, nice. It's a 1996-97 uh, Bowman's Best Kobe Bryant Rookie Number 23 graded a BGS 9 Mint with subgrades of uh, centering 8.5, corners are 9, and edges and surface are 9.5. And there's the back. And I hope it uh, – I don't know if it shows up good or not. Lighting and camera yep. and all that stuff. I actually every time I get a slab, I immediately put it in a. Uh, let me try to get it up in a team bag, you know, a slab bag, so it's protected and stuff like that. So it's nice. still in the I'm, bag. Uh, I'm looking it up. I can't help myself, John. I'm looking up to see what I think is worth uh, <laughs> before we do anything. Now, did you come here today to uh, try to sell it for a certain price, or did you want someone to make you an offer on the card? Uh, I'd like to sell for a certain price, or makes I'm it very easy. Negotiate. I'm having the worst time trying to get it in the camera. <laughs> well, we uh, we can see it okay. Yeah, absolutely. And we know what it is, and we know it's a grade nine. Yeah. yeah. So, how much are you trying to sell it for today, John? I thought I was thinking six hundred plus shipping. Six hundred plus shipping seems to be very reasonable based on what I see the last one sell for approximately a couple days ago on eBay through PWCC. Um, so out of curiosity, if you're able to consummate a sale today on the show, um, John, what are you going to be doing with the money? Uh, Hopefully your wife's not listening. Uh, I got a big PSA uh, <laughs> order coming in that's going to be due, so we'll probably go to that and probably put a little bit towards some additional cards. Seems like the right move to me. Yeah, we're also looking at putting uh, – my son and I are looking to go to the – we're we're in Savage, Minnesota, and the National is only, um, I think, six hours from us. So we're going to go to the National since we've never been. Wow. And how old is your son? Uh, he just turned 18. He got me back into collecting. One he got year, you back it, into collecting, really? 
yeah, it was like one year from today, we went out for my, it's my wife's birthday. And uh, he had uh, gone on to TV and said, hey, dad, did you see the, that show, The Last Dance? And then I said, no, what's that all about? And he says, oh, it's the Michael Jordan show. You know, it's all about Michael Jordan. And I said, oh, that's cool. And he said, you know, maybe you have a Michael Jordan because, you know, you collected cards when you were a kid and you have all these cards under the, you know, the basement closet. And uh, so then we just over the, that really got us into collecting again. And I went through, of course, we go through every card. And where did I start basketball collecting? Like 1989. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, well, very I, cool. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys can make it to the national this year. Uh, our very own chef is in Minnesota. Uh, obviously, with everything going on in the world, John, we don't know if there will be a national in Chicago in August. Are they going to delay it? Um, but you said it's going to be the first time going with, uh, is it going to be the first time for your son as well or just you? Yep. That's great. Uh, well, just as a little, uh, you know, token of some hobby love to share here. Uh, I did not realize that this was your first time going to the national, but it would be our pleasure uh, on behalf of Vintage Breaks and just collect and my buddy from Otia Sports, Jason. Uh, we'd like to get you and your son a weekend national pass uh, on the house from Vintage Breaks. So oh, what all you need to do afterwards is just send me a personal email. Uh, my name, Layton at justcollect.com. And we'll make sure we take care of accommodations for you and your son. Um, I think that's going to be uh, great. You're going to really enjoy it. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. Um, so uh, if I'm not mistaken, I just want to repeat for the audience that's listening, you want to sell your Kobe for $600 plus shipping. Correct. Okay. Now, uh, I don't know. I don't have the chat in front of me. Is anyone out there interested, before I kind of jump in, uh, for this Kobe? Or Ben, are you interested in 96 Bowman's best Kobe for yourself? BGS9. For six hundred. Not right now. Not All right. Well, now we know if Ben is not interested. <laughs> All right. I, I put him on the spot, but I wanted to specifically. Sam, you have any interest? Uh, not at the All right. We're so, the I'm sorry. The chat. Okay, great. I want to see if uh, anyone is interested here. So I tell you what I'm going to do, John. Just because I want to put out an offer. By no means do you have to accept my offer. But this is the way I look at it, and I want to share with you what I what, I, what I'm um, going to walk through to make you an offer. Um, this is part of why I wanted to do it, because I wanted to share with people kind of like my thinking and my rationale as to how I figure out what cards are worth. So with something like a 1996 Bowman's Best Kobe, because it's, oh, Neil, um, Neil's asking if you could show the card again. See, okay. we got some interest now, John. This is good. Excellent. So it's going to be a little bit tough, guys, for you to see like exact detail. But I think we we believe John has the card. Hopefully, you're not hiding out somewhere like where we can't find you, and someone sends oh. the money and they don't have the card. But well, that's better. You know, you just announced where you live, so I'm pretty sure we can find. Listen, you. He's a New England guy, and he's a Red Sox fan, so we can trust him completely. Yes, <laughs> trying to have some fun here. Um, so Neil, while you're thinking about uh, what what John is showing off, um, I want to take the gang through. Uh, my numbers. So Ben, you got a, a pen out or excuse yeah. me. Um, uh, I see you're writing ferociously. Yeah. So Dougie, do me a favor, even though I think I know roughly the numbers, the way I look at it, John is if eBay fees and PayPal are approximately 13%. Yeah. So Dougie, if you take a $600 sale on eBay, less 13 points, that's basically $78 off mm -hmm. round to 80, call it 520. You know, I want to have a little extra meat on the bone figure. I'm at 500. Doesn't mean you should sell me the card for 500. But that's, that's what I would offer you, John. I would offer you five hundred or five hundred dollars if we're being ultra professional. I like saying hunch better. <laughs> okay, I understand. Um, so once again, at the very least, uh, we've got you kind of like a you know a floor you know bid 
We're going to allow people to show John until the end of it to kind of come in and make either a higher offer than 500. Or if someone just says, Hey, I'll pay 600, the card's theirs. Benson is asking what the subgrades are on the card. Oh, you mind going over the subgrades one more time? Sure. The subgrades are, I can show the picture, but the subgrades are centering is eight and a half. Great. Corners are nine. Edges and surface are nine fives. Great. And it's a 1996 Bowman's Best, Anthony. It is his rookie year. Uh, It is one of his more popular rookies. What's nice is it's graded. And, John, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to let you know, and, of course, hopefully you can tune in to the rest of the show today. Um, We're going to give people to the end of the show till 530, if that's cool with you. And we'll see if someone else comes in with either a higher offer or just says they'll buy it from you for $600. John, are you registered at Vintage Breaks? I am, I believe. Okay. I've, I I do a lot of vintage break with the uh, with uh, J5 and S10 at, on the north side. Great. Well, we won't tell Gilmore in the south because they'll probably be offended. <laughs> um, but we do, of course, appreciate you know the north support. And listen, someone had a win in Game of Thrones, so we're hoping it's the north here. Sure. John, you can hang out in the green room if you want to, or you can disconnect as long as we have your Look at that. Lou has snacks and hors d'oeuves in the green room. Right, hey, it was better I- than Lou. Can I ask one question before you go? Absolutely. You can ask two if you like. Okay. Um, so you you came up with that, but when you're pricing a card, are you going to just exclusively to PWCC, or are you also going to ComC? Are you going to 130point.com? Are you going to eBay? Because oh, sure. there are These multiple are... sales for this card ranging anywhere from 550 to close to $700. Absolutely. So you're asking a great question, and here's a scoop. You can basically have paralysis by analysis if you want to make yourself too nuts, meaning I can literally list, like you just did, 11 different places where you can find data. And so because eBay is either the biggest or one of the biggest marketplaces, and the card just sold a couple days ago, to be fair, I didn't look at the uh, subgrades. I just try to use a round number. Um, but I agree with you, uh, John. I think the card is worth every bit of, let's say, six or 700 bucks. Understand, this is what I do for a living, so I'm right. trying to leave a little bit of room. But to a collector that's trying to buy a Kobe for 600 bucks, I think it's a great deal. Okay, great. Um, Thank you. But uh, um, in a nutshell, I think all the sites that you recommended or that you mentioned are really good. But me personally, I would either use eBay or vintage card prices for my two go-to. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Lou. Great. Thanks, John. Hopefully, we'll get it sold for you by the end of the show. Thank you so much, John. I like that. Great. Well, it's a really good card to start the show with. Yes. And everyone can continue. They can uh, contact uh, contact you directly. Or should they do it in comments here? Or I think they just do it in comments, guys. Let's keep it fun, easy. Uh, you know, once again, my opinion, my opinion on it is this. If you're in the market for a Kobe Bowman's Best and you don't really care if it's PSA or BGS, it's a very good price of 600 I offered kind of like the dealer price at 500 But if you can get it for 600 bucks, you're, you're basically going to be saving sales tax, saving the... Uh, you know, um, I think right now the current best price on eBay for a BGS nine is seven hundred. So you're definitely getting a fair deal at six hundred. Uh, we have uh, Mark, or if you want to deal with Chris Co, we can deal with Chris Co if you want to. <laughs> oh, Chris has something very special lined up. I definitely want to have Chris on. All right, here we go. We'll add Chris to the stream here. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris, how are you? Are you muted, Chris? Oh, I'll unmute you. Oh no, you need to unmute, Chris. No, I'm still not getting signal here. No, I'm still not hearing you, Chris. 
check your mic settings again. Let's bring Mark on. Okay. We'll put him back in the green room. We'll grab some snacks. That's right. Mark's here. Mark, you made it in. How you doing, buddy? Good. Finally got the technical issues worked out, and the snacks are great. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> hey, Mark. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. I have, and I'm on my phone. I had a total technology fail here in the sticks in California. No, ju a, no judgments here. <laughs> I've got a 2014 Tops update Mookie Betts batting PSA 9. Oh, great. It's a hot card. So there you Beautiful. go. Don't know if you guys got a good look at it there. I'm trying my best. Yep, it's a 2014 update Mookie Bats PSA 9, right? Yeah. Now, if you're able to sell it today, Mark, what are you looking to do with the money? Uh, much like everyone else, I'm attempting to try to pay for my trip to Chicago come end of July. Interesting. So you're going to the National as well? Yes. I might just hitchhike to the National. You know, I was telling my wife, like, with everything going on with COVID, that I was potentially thinking about taking the train. She laughed hysterically at me. She's like, do you know how fucking long it would take to get from New Jersey to Chicago via train? And I said, I don't know. You know, like, eight hours? You know, ten hours? Something like that? She's like, you're a fucking moron? <laughs> well, we figured it out. It takes two and a half days from California if we were to take the train. All right, so you're not taking the train either. Two and a half days. Yeah. He's like, I'm Florida in 27 hours. How bad could it, how bad could it be? <laughs> oh, wow. my God. Yeah. So did you ever find out, Leighton, how long is it by train in, from New Jersey to Chicago? Uh, she looked it up, and I, I mean, I, I think it was like 20 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, 20 hours is like ridiculously expensive you're paying for the least amount of spots, uh, uh, stops. Yeah. And like, you could fly there, come home, fly there and come back. And like, you know, probably have change left over. And I was looking for the, all you can drink option. I don't think they have yes. that on yeah. the <laughs> train. <laughs> oh, but you can bring whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so tell us, Mark, what are you looking to, uh, get for your Mookie bets today? Um, looking around, I think that one was running what about between 250 and three, I want to say, last time I checked. All right, so I'm going to look it up right now on eBay, the cheapest that we can buy a nine for. So the cheapest you could buy a nine for on eBay is about 300 best offer, right? And then the last one that sold, which I was trying to figure out pretty quickly, but it was kind of annoying. There was, um, uh, let's see here. I was just using eBay once again to keep it easy and fast. Good news, uh, by the way. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it looks like uh, on the 20th, one sold for about 300. Um, uh, one sold for, uh, yeah, I guess they're all they're all in that range, like 250, 300 is the way you're saying. Um, so, uh, Mark, let's get down to it. You gave a range of 250, 300. What's your bottom line on the card? Uh, 275 and I'll ship it. All right. All right. We got you to move a little bit. I like that. Nice. So um, who's out there uh, who's interested uh, in his Mookie Betts PSA 9? It is a really hot card. Uh, one of the best, you know, young ball players in all of baseball. Um, uh, and like I said, Mark, the cheapest one that you can buy on eBay right now is $300. So, you know, if someone was looking to buy it direct from you, 275 is a very, very reasonable price. Yeah, I thought so as well. Plus, I'm a, I have another one for you, Leighton, that I think people may fall over themselves trying to get. Oh, good. I'm glad I didn't say I'll take it. I wanted to see the second one. Perfect. 
All right, what do you got as your second card? All right, you want to talk about hot cards? I can't. But we talked a little. I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, about separating emotion from financial investment. Right? It's very, very hard. Jeez, Mark I, is taking notes. I love this so much. Well, I got this ridiculous card. I'm a huge Celtics fan. Uh -oh. Have been my entire oh, no. existence. Oh, no. Got this, this thing two, two, <laughs> two, two years ago, Layton. Um, oh, no. I've got myself, and it's. I mean, it looks pretty dead nut center. It might be a little off, right? To left. 81, Larry Bird. Oh, no. PSA 8. Gorgeous no. card. Very this, nice. I mean, beautiful color on this thing. The eye appeal was what really drew me to it. And what drew me to selling it was just watching this thing skyrocket. Yeah, well, the prices are out of control right now. <laughs> so, I'm so out of control. I'm losing my headset. <laughs> um so mark i'm looking it up quickly uh what are you hoping to get for it whoa these things are crazy yeah that's what i said yeah uh, yeah I, you're gonna be going sizzler if you get this sold well I, this is the vip super access right in a hotel close by yeah exactly <laughs> um i think what did i average out last well night? take your time i just want to have uh, for the record here uh, a shout out to Harry who's supporting my train effort. And I quote from Harry, train is awesome. Get a bedroom can bring your own booze. Right. Yeah. Bring that it. is the quote of the show, maybe of the year so far. Not a bedroom, a roomette. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but if I can get my own bedroom on the train, that's how I'm going to the national baby. We're going to vlog it. And my buddy, my best buddy that I'm bringing, he's, Riding the train home from the next home that now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, and where and where where does he live? He lives with uh, same town I do. So we're in a little town in the Sierra Nevada foothills of California. And he's taking the train. Yeah, he's gonna ride. Oh the train man, this is great. I'll tell you what, Layton. If you take the train, yeah, we'll do the whole trip live. Just one big live thing. Just we'll have to get Lou. We'll have to get a sponsor. We're, we're, <laughs> <laughs> 20 hours of Layton's Loft Live. Oh, my God. New Jersey to Chicago. We're going to have to get like an alcohol sponsor. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm having too much fun today. Um, all right, Mark. So, uh, sorry. I lost control here. What are we looking <laughs> to get on the bird? Uh, I think they're running what? Like, I've seen a couple for – it's crazy. Anywhere from 850 to 1,000. So, why don't we say 900? Okay. So, 900 for your bird. They'd look to be on eBay in that range, some a little bit cheaper, some more expensive, depending on the centering mark. Um, what I would say is, because I want to get to our guest at five, he's coming up in a minute. Um, mark, if no one else wants your Mookie bets at 275 delivered, the PSA 9, you have it sold to us here at Vintage Breaks. Awesome. On the, on the Larry Bird, um, they have till 530 to let you know, either if they want to pay your asking price or counter offer. Um, and in the Mookie bets, if someone wants to buy the card at 275 before us, they're more than welcome to it. We just asked that folks decide by 530 today so we can at least say that we got a few sales done on the show. I like it. Awesome. Thanks again for joining us, Mark. It was uh, it was a blast. Mark, you're registered. I have your information anyway, but you're registered with Vintage Rakes? Yes, I am. Excellent. Okay, great. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I'm liking this 20-hour train ride to Chicago. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, if I can do business on it and, you know, potentially like have other people like take their their PSA cards and like by the time we get to the national, people are like, oh, that guy usually has more stuff. Oh, uh, Leighton got to him. 
<laughs> that I would do. Like, I'll take the train to Chicago if I can buy the whole way to Chicago. That'll be cool. It's gotta no, be at least no we're taking problem. we're taking booze. So I don't know how much business is gonna get. That's true. You're right, Lou. Yeah. I got my own bedroom and booze. It's pretty good. Uh, Julie, would you like to come? All right. So, uh, are we ready for Chris to join us? Yes. Uh, I told him to text me when he was hopping in. He okay. Like they were just finishing up a meeting. So great. So when Chris is ready, let me know. I'm going to show off something else while waiting for Chris. Right. I've got Chris. Uh, oh, maybe not. Chris, Chris get... is uh, Ben's Ben's guest. Action Jackson. Yeah, I got Chris Jackson here. Oh, he's here. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Apparently, he's eating hors d'oerves. Just text me. I'm here. Oh. He's eating hors d'oeuvres. He was so enamored with the food, we he didn't he forgot to you know mention he was ready to go. It's happening, guys. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Good. Nice to meet you. I'm Chris. This is Darius. What's up, guys? Nice to meet you, Al. Hey, what's up, Chris? What's up, Darius? Thanks for joining us today. Happy to so, be here. Oh, uh, so Chris, um, you were uh, described to me by Ben as Action Jackson. So I just want to know, like. Now that we're publicly live here and, and the internet's consuming this, am I to call you Chris or Action Jackson? Uh, you can call me whatever you want. Chris is my name. My Instagram is Action Jack Cards. So. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Action by name, action by game. So. All right. I love it. <laughs> love it. Very cool. Um, cool. Well, I see you have the alt sweatshirt on. Um, so obviously, you're very well aware of what's going on in the marketplace. But uh, before we get into anything and, and dive deep into cards, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, so um, I am 23 years old. Uh, I've been doing cards since I was nine, you know, collecting back in the day, 2007. So Kevin Durant and Calvin Johnson, Adrian Peterson, those were my beginning years of collecting. But um, throughout the years, uh, we actually met like in a card show in when I was in middle school. And like we've kept up and we do shows together. And now we're working for Alt Platform and uh, really just taking in the hobby as it grows and expands and trying to add to that. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Go ahead, uh, Darius. Yeah, so I have a similar story. Uh, we're both from the Bay Area. We've been collecting for as long as we can remember. Um, and it's probably been the one constant throughout my life since I was, you know, like literally six years old. Um, and we're both fortunate enough to be in a, in a position where we're working for Alt, which is a company seeking to you know just basically legitimize and and make this as mainstream and as uh legitimate and accessible to the masses as possible so uh we you know we get into work every day and we really are you know we're just thankful to be able to work together and to um you know work with the stuff that we love every day cool so speaking of that and it's funny because we talked uh, ben and i a bunch before you guys came on and of course i've heard of all but somehow that got you know, forgot when we were uh, chatting. So I'm excited to hear about it. Um, tell us about what you guys do at all and um, your journey so far and what you hope to be accomplishing, let's say over the next 12 months or so. Yeah, so we're actually uh, set to launch a marketplace next month in mid-March. Uh, hopefully to rival eBay and get rid of those like 13% transaction fees. What we were just talking about, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Trying to make this market as efficient as possible, right? There should be no need for that big of a bid-ask spread. So. Um, definitely working with that and uh, separately besides the platform of being able to manage your assets and being able to buy, sell and trade on there. Um, we're doing a fund. So for people that don't have the expertise of sports cards, they're able to invest in the alt fund one and get exposure to the asset class without actually having to do all the due diligence and figuring out themselves and leaving it up to us to do it for them. So um, yeah, we're pretty excited about that and 
our day-to-day is handling the vaulting of the assets that are sent into us. Um, really anything operation side or anything that the engineering team needs as far as like knowing about the asset class um, and just, yeah, making everything run smoothly operationally. Uh, where can we find Alt's website? Yeah, so it's onlyalt.com. Thanks for sharing. And I also wanted to pull it up while we were chatting. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So we, we have a wait list going right now. We're starting to let, let people in slowly off the wait list. Um, but it's we've had some pretty good feedback so far. Still working through. Uh, one of the, like, the things that we're really trying to pride ourselves on and we're working to get pretty accurate is we have a whole engineering team uh, set on the alt value. So being able to sc- scrape all the data online and, get, and being able to put in a card on your portfolio and it automatically populates what the card is worth and give you that alt value, just kind of the source of truth for what the current market value is. Cause you know how many chill bid comps there are, or just, you know, how much it fluctuates. So trying to keep the up-to-date market value at all times. Um, so first of all, that's a great idea, Chris, um, <laughs> from a user like myself, who's both a dealer, an investor, a collector. Uh, one of the things that really, and J5, uh, who is our uh, compadre over there, who's helping us with all of our leads at Just Collect, one of the biggest time sucks of valuing collections is taking graded cards, card by card, and having to figure out, oh, wait a minute, VCP says this, PSACard.com's data says this, um, what, uh, what is it, 360 point, or I always forget the name of it. Well, uh, 130, 130 point, point you yeah. know, uh, uh, is another set of data. And, and the problem is, is that not only are they different data points, but then you have to forget about if you're an expert with data, you then have to discern and make a conclusion from that what the card's actually worth. And someone from like myself, it's a little bit easier because I'm in the game, but it's still very, very time consuming. And sounds like what you gentlemen are saying is you're hoping to eliminate that friction and that time that someone takes valuing, whether it be, you know, their collection, their investment combination, right? Even a dealer. What if I had 500 credit cards in there? What you're suggesting is it's going to be real time data. And is there going to be a cost to this data for folks? No, the portfolio management part is actually free. Um, when you get put onto the website, you you can automatically add assets, like start adding your cards in and it'll start curating right there. And then, and you don't even have to like pay for any service for that. That's all free. Um, the marketplace is where we can charge, we're going to charge 1.5 transaction fee, 1.5%, which is virtually nothing compared to eBay. And uh, one of the big things that's really cool is we're, we have our own vaults. So people can send in their cards and it's like automatically real time. The second you sell it's in the other guy's portfolio. Um, and then you can choose to ship to yourself when you want to, um, but just very real time trading. Um, we're, we're like even focused on like high frequency trading when people like really want to jump in on the same card, like making sure within the milliseconds that the right person gets the card. So um, it really is like treating this like stocks. Yeah. Just one other thing I want to add to that you guys are kind of touching on is like how easy it is to manipulate the marketplace on eBay right now. But given that we are going to be the exchange and the ones facilitating all of the transactions, no, every single data point, every single sale that people see will be validated by us and be facilitated by us. So there will be no possible way for there to be any type of manip- manipulation on our platform. No, it's certainly be very uh, useful to the uh, to the community. One of the questions that I have as a seller and a veteran of the hobby um, is certainly for the last, oh, I don't know, 
15, 20 years, there's been, oh, eBay's a pain in my butt. They're too expensive, thorn in my side, too difficult to, um, you know, operate on all that, you know, that stuff. Um, but the one thing that I do give credit to eBay for, which, uh, you know, I only know firsthand myself and from others experiencing it, is it's really, really hard to replicate traffic. And so I guess my question is, if you folks are going to be um, supporting a marketplace, right, how are you going to be driving traffic there so that, forget about rivaling, you know, eBay, just to start off with, you know, do you have a big marketing budget? Do you have someone, I don't making this up, it seems like every celebrity is joining it. Do you have Mark Wahlberg or Snoop Dogg is going to be your spokesman? You know, tell us a little bit about how you plan to get traffic to the site and how you plan to match you know, the inventory and ultimately getting people to list the inventory and then, and then get the buyers. Absolutely. Like that, those are all about very valid concerns and we're technically not even public yet. Um, we haven't gone and done our press releases yet, but we have a great team of investors that include a ton of athletes, a ton of venture capitalists, um, really some like some really high net worth individuals that like are really interested in the space. Um, there's a lot that are invested in the fund as well as in the company. So in the coming weeks, there'll be a lot of press releases on that. So stay tuned for that. But as far as, yeah, you touched on it, having the right inventory and stuff, we've been curating, um, an inventory of over $1.8 million worth of cards just to start out and get the market going, right. To have a market making, um, sort of platform as well as we're starting to talk to dealers about being interested in being one of the first dealers on alts. So when we go live, they'll be able to sell their cards and transact. Um, and we're in the beta stages of the platform right now. So um, we're, we're actually just doing like our demos and stuff within the company and having people buy, sell and trade on there and things are going well. So we're very encouraged, but yeah, we've, we're thinking of all these things. Um, we got some great people on our marketing team getting ready for the ultimate push in these next few weeks. So um, don't want to disclose too much, but we have a lot in the works coming. So it's a very exciting time for us. Yeah. And also uh, one thing we've been really focused on is like our brand awareness. And so building that trust from day one, we know that it's going to be, you know, we're not going to have as much traffic as eBay right from the jump. But if we can show people that like we are, we're, we're trustworthy, we're trying to, you know, build a platform where people can come here and not have to deal with the same pain points they deal with on eBay. Another big one that nobody's really brought up yet is like all the returns and stuff. So that's like another big area on eBay that uh, people will not have to deal with. So we just think all these advantages and if we, you know, we position ourselves as, you know, a trustworthy platform over time, the traffic will, will come. No, that's really cool. So to kind of switch gears from all for a minute, yeah. how did you, you know, guys get involved in collecting Can at such address? a young age? Was I'm it sorry, just... Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Can oh, we ahead. Dave's question? He's already on your waiting list there. How many people are you processing per week? Yeah, so we're starting to ramp up. I think we're doing a few hundred today. Um, there is a way if you refer refer the link and get other people to sign up, it'll push you up the wait list and it really does help. So if you have like buddies that you think would be interested as well, if you uh, share the link through our program, um, you'll get on, off the wait list pretty shortly. Um, but we are at like a six to 7,000 person wait list already. So um but we're going to start letting people on more and more. So stay tuned. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, just to answer your question, was it about more just how we started collecting or? Yeah. Well, I'm curious, you know, how did you move from like starting with the KDs and the, and the modern cards and like, how did you, how did you, you know, take that path and, and how did it, um, you know, transform to what it is today and, and being involved with not just vintage, but, you know, ultimately with all. 
Yeah. So um, personally, I actually was living overseas most of my life. So when I was in middle school, I was actually living in Singapore and um, nobody can get cards over there, but I had a pouch mail system because my dad worked at Chevron. So we could get international packages shipped, which was a huge bonus. So <laughs> I was actually shipping in cases and cases of wax and uh, slinging it in the hallways of middle school to the kids and their dads. Cause you know, parents get involved in this too. They love as much as the kids. So um, I actually started buying and selling and trading there. And then once I came back to us, I just had like some money and some cards and uh, I started going to shows, learning more about like eBay and how that like whole online marketplace works. I got into Facebook groups before Instagram was a thing. Um, started going on Mail Day Madness and some of the other groups and uh, really started just buying, selling online and kind of built it up until uh, until paying for all my bills in college, basically, and doing all that until uh, I came along with Alt right after I graduated. So. Um, yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride, especially just seeing like how the card market has like slowly progressed over the years to like the explosion now. Um, I think it just speaks volumes to like how much we're just at the beginning of the cycle and there's a lot to go. Yeah. I always, uh, I always tell Chris that what really opened my eyes up to like the scope of how big cards were was when I went to the national with Chris, uh, for the first time three years ago, prior to that, I was just like, you know, I, I was on some forums online. I bought on eBay, but I really just thought of it as more of like a hobby. But going to the national really opened my eyes to like how, you know, there was kids younger than me that were, you know, with, had collections, you know, five times as valuable and as nice. So it really opened my eyes, kind of motivated me to like the possibilities. Um, so for the last two or three years, I was sort of ramping it up, like, you know, doing a lot more volume and just kind of scaling up my collection. And then, um, yeah, I came on to Alt like six months ago, just uh, through a mutual connection. I knew the CEO just from having dealt with him with cards. Like we had done a few deals. I had gone to his house a couple of times to make some in-person transactions. Um, and then he brought me on and here we, on to, here we are today. So I think it just speaks to like one of the most important things about this hobby is the connections that we make. And you never know when, the, when those can come back to, uh, to give you an opportunity down the road. Um, absolutely. Uh, it's interesting to hear about you know, your path to uh, get where you are today. Um, you know, out of curiosity right now for each of you, are you collecting, um, you know, vintage? Are you collecting modern? Is it a hybrid? Do you buy memorabilia? Tell us a little bit about what you're dabbling in. It's funny because we have like very different collecting philosophies um, throughout the years. He was more of a buy and hold guy with his favorite guys. I was always buying everybody and just moving everybody, just constantly moving things around. But I think as we've grown and matured in the hobby, uh, we're really trying to like, personally for me, I'll speak to myself that you tell your strategies these days, but um, I am starting to diversify into more vintage. Um, I'm really like interested in like, you know, some of the early like 50s Bowmans, um, like the Maze Rookie or some early Mantles. Um, I think it'd be really cool to get some of those blue chip investments just because long-term those have been pretty stable with the market. Um, the run-up of like the modern stuff is like pretty cool too, but um, I'm just trying to diversify because right now I have a lot of LeBron, you know, I got all the modern stuff, but vintage really interests me at the moment. So I've been starting to try to dabble into that. Um, yeah. I've, I've always been traditionally probably like 90% of my collection has been basketball. Like that was the sport I played the most growing up the sport I watched the most, the players I idolized the most. Um, and recently I have found myself going back to like picking up a lot of stuff that just makes me feel more nostalgic just because of how like crazy a lot of these prices have gotten for a lot of like the, you know, the blue chip investment type stuff. And 
Uh, I do have like a decent amount of that stuff that I'm like holding long term. So now it's sort of getting to a point where it's like, okay, what can I do that is still fun, but still like cost effective. And also like, you know, you get a card and it might not be worth a lot. Like I've been buying a lot of like Ben Gordon exquisite RPAs because when I first started collecting, those were like $2,000 a pop. Now I can get them for a hundred dollars a piece. And those are really cool to me. So it's not like I try to have kind of both uh, perspectives, like not everything you buy has to be um, for an investment, you know, it could still be for nostalgia um, for other reasons. So that's sort of what I've been doing recently. No, you, you hit that on the, on the head. When I was just at the Dallas show last month, you know, I was going through tons of different cards and the one card that I was just like, I need to have this was like a $70 Tom Brady, 2007 tops refractor. Um, it just like, that was like what started collecting for me and Tom Brady's always been my guy. And like that, like the nostalgia factor is like so huge. I think people underestimate that and just how much it plays into like values in the future, but not even talking about values. That was just like the card that I picked up and just loved the most out of anything. So um, no, just, we, we love everything about it. Um, what about you? What have you been uh, dabbling in recently or have you been investing in? Uh, anything from vintage to Hulk Hogan to wax. Yeah. Uh you know, the reality of it is, uh, from my perspective, being the owner of Just Collect, a company that offers appraisals and, and buys and sells for like the last 20 years, is that, you know, if I go to buy out of an auction house or if I go to buy on eBay, it's a lot different than when you're getting together with someone trying to buy a big collection. And so, you know, when I go to buy out of an auction house, I'm really trying to be precise. You know, I used to spend, with no exaggeration, in some auctions, like hundreds of thousands of dollars and just try to make a percentage off the amount I'd spend. And then the problem is, guys, the competition became really fierce. So making it up, if you could spend 100 grand and make 20%, you're like, oh, awesome. Well, now it would cost 110,000 to make, to sell it for 120. You're like, come on, there's no more, you know. So, so that margin was disappearing. So now, like I was showing Ben earlier, I bought some stuff from Clean Sweep Auctions. I bought like seven items. I bought five graded cards and two packs. But every one of those, I feel great about buying. And so, you know, I just, I'm encouraging people in general is that as the dollars get more substantial, try to be more precise. Because as the dollars become more substantial, by you not, for example, selling off a card you have three of. Back in the day, maybe it wasn't a big deal. But like, you know what? At $200 a unit, if you can sell two of them, $400 goes a long way into buying a new card. And so that's what I think is really important is the focus uh, of what's going on. And so, um, you know, I could talk about this for candidly for hours. I, you know, I love this stuff. I've been a card nerd for the last 25 years. Um, but I did want to show you uh, one of the other ways that we acquire cards is that we buy collections. And so we buy collections from folks who are, let's say, active hobbyists and no longer have a need for 80 graded cards. They don't want to consign it to Probstein. They don't want to consign it to PWCC. Alt doesn't exist yet. They don't want to send it to the vault. It's not good enough for Golden. It's like, it's just, there's so many different pockets that people can fall into. And then as my buddy Chris Coe is saying on the Facebook chat, there's still a lot of friction in the hobby. And so, you know, hopefully a place like Alt, maybe when I buy a collection like this, I would think about sending it to Alt, you know, which I'm going to show off in just a few minutes. You know, right now, being candid, like I look at it almost as like toys. Like I look, I go through them, I play with them, I I enjoy them. But yet the reality of it is, it's a lot easier for me to buy 
than it is to sell, even though I know who to sell to, um, just because of the friction in the marketplace. You know, or to be fair, if I list on eBay, I know I'm losing 13 points. So I have to price a little bit higher. And then all of a sudden, and I mean, we've all been there, I'm getting messages on eBay. I don't even know what this was these days. People are sending me like images of their phone number. And I'm like, yeah. no, guy, I'm not going to spend $5,000 with you contacting your phone number through eBay. I can either afford to buy your card or I can't. But I understand how all can come along and hopefully reduce some of those fees and some of that friction, make it a little bit easier. Um, I did while we have just a few minutes left here. I wanted to show you some highlights. Uh, Lou, will I be able to show off some cards while we're chatting with the guys? Yeah. So we just click that, click that same thing. Too, Switch so. your desktop over. Great. So guys, I'm going to uh, just pardon me for a minute. I'd like to show you some of the graded cards. I bought about a hundred graded cards on Saturday. Um, to be fair, pre-COVID, Myself and our staff, we would travel the country regularly to buy collections. That's changed with everything going on in the world. And so to buy a decent-sized graded card collection in person these days, non-card show, is a treat. Yep. You're talking to the right guy also. This guy specializes in grading and buying collections. So he's Great. We're going to be fast friends, Action Jackson. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can't wait till we can do our first deal. I don't know if we'll have enough time today. I was telling uh, Ben, I hope you came with a card to sell. Because I want in today's show and sell. It's you know uh, we, we got we got cards to show. We wanted to show some of the cards off from Alt Fund One, but nothing to sell today. Uh, but see now it's like you know it's like showing candy and no one can eat it. That's not that good. Uh, all right, so we'll show my cards first. I don't know if we're gonna be selling these ones. All right, fair enough. Um, so let me show you a few cards from the collection I just bought Saturday. Switch the desktop. There you go. All right, okay, great. Yeah. So we'll save these for last, right? All right, great. So this is just a sample of them. Um, you know, haven't looked through anything, and I know you guys know the lingo, haven't gone through anything for upgrades or bumps or any of that, so this is just totally as is. Uh, Nash obviously is hot these days. Yeah, how much has his stuff gone up since being just the Nets coach and being in the spotlight? Oh, easy 50 to 75%, if not more. Interesting. Those are good color on the chromes, too. No greening. Yeah, yeah. The, well, that's, you know, definitely something to keep an eye out for as you buy – um, you know, the early 96 Chrome basketball stuff. Um, but how cool was this collection? So, like, the next card, this is in no particular order. What's up, Jason? Um, the next card, just a 61 Mantle MVP and a 7. Once again, uh, you know, this person I bought the cards from, he hadn't bought anything recent. He had bought these cards over the last several years, so he had seen some nice appreciation across the board on That's his awesome. collection. Yeah. It's not often, like, usually if someone sells me a Steve Nash Chrome, like, they don't have any mantles. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's a, this is a wide range. This is much different than the 20 Zion base you get hit up with every day. Yeah. <laughs> or like speaking of wax, you know, because I'm very in tune with the wax market because of vintage breaks. Yeah. It's like everyone these days has a 2018 prism case to sell. And although yeah. I think it's really good and desirable, I'm trying to tell people, like, do you have anything from Curry and before? <laughs> because they're like, not everyone has a case or multiple cases to sell. It's the, the supplies are so dried up. This is one of my favorite cards from the 90s. I'm not selling this. Uh, I realize you're probably lagging for a second, but I'm really into the redemptions from the 92 Shaq stuff, particularly hoops, because you know, I didn't have a lot of money growing up. I remember doing the upper deck, but like I didn't have enough money to buy the hoops also and then go for the Shaq. Yeah, that's a cool card. You don't see that one too much. Nope, so I dig that. Uh, just an Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, as part of the deal. A lot of classic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, he bought really well. And I said, I'm like, you know, if you have any tips, let me know. <laughs> so this I'm definitely keeping. Uh, I haven't sold any of my 85 Hogan's. 
Um, but I have several PSA nines. Have you looked at the pop report? How crazy low it is in this card? It's wild. I, I've looked into like the Rocky Maivia one, um, sure. the Cardinal, and the pop report is like stupid low on all these wrestling cards. There's just like no supply out there. Period. And there's there's way more fans that would want to consume it. So I think it's a good buy, yeah. you know, for the long term. That's awesome. That's uh, this is guy. the big card of the collection. This is the uh, Brady Chrome, true gem. Wow. Yeah, love that card. He's the but biggest. So this is how crazy Brady. our business is, guys. We got contacted today by someone who has a BGS ten Bowman Chrome Brady, and was it three hundred or three thousand other Bradys? J five. How many other Bradys did they have? Uh, three thousand. I love how he just says it like. Yeah, very casually. So the guy has 3,000 yeah. Brady's with a Bowman Chrome 10. Holy back cow. At 10. What, was, dude, what was he asking on the 10? I'm curious. Whoa, whoa, Tiger. Whoa, Tiger. We'll talk. <laughs> no, no, no. no. All you, all you, I'm asking for my own price setting. You know? I got I'm just messing around with you, Chris. I'm just messing around. <laughs> I'm shark, this guy. Yeah, yeah no, I know. I got to watch my back. Um, nah, I'm just having some fun, Chris. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, last couple cards, and then I'm going to show you the ones that Ben uh, told me specifically you would enjoy. So Manning, of course, is hot. Love that. Um, very hard to find. I don't know if people realize, like 2001 Finest Football, uh, not readily available. I haven't had a Drew Brees Finest rookie in quite some time. No, those are super nice, too. In person, those, like, really shine well. Those are, like, refractory, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're very cool. Yeah, I love that card. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, so these are the last four. Man, you skipped over the Carmelo. I know that's well, busy. you know, I have I mean, I like the Carmelo, and I don't mean to upset you, but <laughs> the thing is, the gentleman told me he had the refractor. Uh, so when I saw it was the base, you know, like we adjusted the price, the guy was totally cool. He just he he wrote it down wrong in his inventory. Like I was really pumped for the refractor. So now I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying I don't like the card, but I'm a little bit like, eh. Yeah. Now I want to, you know, sell this and get the refractor. Mm-hmm. Nice. So next up is the Kobe. I think that this Kobe metal rookie has room to grow in terms of dollars. And I'm not one to really tout cards. You can clearly see I own this for full disclosure. However, when you look at talk about cards in person, this metal card is like a work of art. Hmm. Yep. Really is. A lot of those 90s cards are. Yep. Like even 91 Skybox basketball, the base set with the crazy backgrounds. Yeah, you know, I realize I'm older than you guys. So I don't know if you know 91 Skybox. Please don't make me feel like an old man. <laughs> um, but uh, there's some cool, uh, some cool background. So he had, uh, you know, an '86 Fleer sticker Jordan. Well, yeah, wow, cool. Yeah, I was just surprised at the run up this year. Those Jordan stickers, out of like, control. The rookie makes sense, and then the sticker just like wow, how those just shot up real quick. Out of control. Yeah. So the sticker, and then two more, um, Kobe 10 Finest, which is a great card, and I myself collected, you know, 96 Finest Basketball. But, like, you know, similar to you guys, I'm looking at this thing, hey, as much as I love this card, I'm probably going to flip it out, use the profits. Like, I really want a Finest Refractor. Yeah. I have the Atomic. I don't have the Chrome. I don't think I'll get the Chrome at this point, but I'll end up getting a Finest Refractor is my guess. How much do you guys think the documentary contributed to Michael Jordan's prices? this year and could that be a uh, leading indicator in the future i think that was the spark but i think it really ignited after i think it was more of like a short-term bump 
because then, you know, they went up and then they sort of came down and then the whole market just exploded. So I think the documentaries is good for like a short term bump, but I don't know if it's going to be like a sustained increase just because of a documentary. Yeah. Here's the last card I wanted to show you. It's uh, deceptively tough. Admittedly, I didn't buy a lot of 2003 Ultra in 03. It wasn't that easy to find. Those are popper, great. Yes, oh, the popper court is very, very low on this, and the reason is they're just really tough to, to find in in gem in condition because they, you know, they stuck. Uh, it's just very easy to see wear on the corners. They're chipping. They chip like crazy. I graded so many of those. I don't think I ever got a ten on those. Those are tough. Well, to be what fair, is, I didn't grade it either. I bought it as is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what the pop is on that? Like thirty-five. That's incredible. It's not going anywhere. So this yeah. I'm keeping. The Hogan I'm keeping. Um, and like I said, I'll sell several of the others that I want to keep to try to, you know, fund the purchase of, uh, you know, some other stuff. And then I don't know if you guys were, um, you know, were a fan of, uh, these two Griffey cards back in the day, but, um, I just got this in a 96 finest refractor gold Griffey. That's nice. That's a nice looking card. Wow. Never seen that one before. Yeah, I've actually honest. never seen these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the golds were, you know, it's like a 96 finest basketball in series two. You have the golds. Yep. Well, in baseball, 96 was the first year of golds, and the Griffey's the best one. But, like, I can't even find a 10. So, you know, I went with a 9. That's what I could find. Wow. Yeah, that's a sick-looking card. Um, and then this is just cool. I bought it on graded, but one of my favorite inserts from the 90s, it was called Pinnacle Dufex, a Pinnacle Museum from 1994. Um, you know, you can see the back's the same, but the front just has that really cool effect to it. Yeah, that is nice. The, like, late – or mid nineties when they really started coming out with all the chromes, right? And all like the different like they started playing around with all these variations and yep. like with hollow look on them. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um so yeah, I wanted to share some stuff with you guys today uh that I thought you would appreciate. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. We got we got a couple cards to show off too if we still have some time. Great. We got about a minute left, so let's see what we got. Okay. Yeah. So all these right. are all cards that are in Alt Fund One. So we've been like curating this collection the past like five or six months, but um, we got like the Brady nine, five, 10 contenders, the Manning okay. PSA 10 contenders. These are very near and dear to my heart. Cause I'm the football guy, but yeah. Really and will folks football. be able to buy shares in the fund? No. So this isn't a fractional ownership fund. This is more of like a traditional fund. That's, it's basically only available to accredited, accredited investors and okay, sure. will actually be locked up for 10 years. So, okay. uh, we may securitize the fund down the road. And then at that point, the investors could choose, you know, to sell their shares or uh, whatever. But no, it won't be like sort of similar to like collectible or rally. Oh, rally yeah, sure. a little bit different. Uh, here's another one that uh, was oh, actually yeah. the, the most expensive basketball card for probably about two months until until the honest logo man came up and beat that. Unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah. So pretty, pretty awesome to be involved with purchasing those two cards. And then just one other card that is my personal favorite, uh, just this Bradley Beal rookie logo, man. He's uh, balling this year. He's balling. Just got to, got to get him out of, out of Washington, hopefully. Yeah. So out of curiosity, when you, uh, go out and procure cards, well, to be fair, is fund one now closed? Uh, yes, it is closed. Yep. Um, and then fun two will probably be launching early Q2. So, okay, very cool. Yeah. Um, and so, do you plan to do a new fund every quarter, every year? 
Um, I don't think we have like a regular cadence, but there will be a lot of funds. Right now, we're just focused on sports cards, but Alt is an alternative assets platform. So we're going after cards first, but eventually you'll be able to, you know, price everything from shoes, watches, art. So we do we do envision there being other funds for other asset classes as well down the road. That's really exciting. We'd love to hear, have you back on in the future to talk about those as they develop. Definitely. No, pleasure uh, meeting you and thank you for having us on. Really appreciate it. That was our pleasure, guys. Thanks for uh, being on today. All right. right thanks for having us. See you guys. Yep. Check it out. Onlyalt.com. The future of collecting. Yes. We have Chris Cohen here. You want to talk to Chris? Yes. I was hoping Chris figured out his technical difficulties. Hey, Chris. How are we doing? Hello. This hey, Chris. We can hear you. This is a great episode. I figured you enjoyed some of that content. Yeah, I was worried. Now I realize what those guys were doing. They're running a, an alternative investment fund where effectively their values, if they could actually spot deals and, and get the appreciation. So it's kind of interesting. It would be interesting if they actually do NFTs, top shot moments. Yep. Well, we got plenty to talk about when we catch up, Chris. So what I have, and I'll go a little bit older than everything, is a T206. Let's see. Nice. This way. It's a rare back. As many people know, I love my rare backs. It's a dark cap, and it's a PSA 2.5. And the back is Old Mill. Very nice and cover back. The pop report, there's only 22 PSAs in existence, seven of which are the two and a halfs. And there hasn't been too many transactions done. Um, I go to VCP, there's been two, one in back in 2014 and one just past, I think, August, which was me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with a deal or no deal. All right, I like it. Well, it's a fun way to finish the show. Um, now, while we're waiting for some offers to come in for that, uh, Chris, uh, Lou, was there any other action on any other cards as we're finishing up uh, the show uh, today? I didn't see any through us on our chat. Okay. Well, we'll see. As I, I said, I threw out an offer for the uh, for the bets, um, the Kobe as well, but hopefully uh, there'll be some other people interested. So, Chris, I'm doing my quick research. I wanted to see if we can get us going here. And, of course, this could extend to the show later. Um I haven't done any extensive research. I'm just looking to see like what two and a halfs are going for. Now, is there any old mills on eBay? Let me see that. I have a second car, which hopefully I have a price in mind, and it's priced with the last price on eBay. That's oh sure, absolutely. It's a John ja Morant impeccable PSA nine out of ninety nine. Very nice. Did fourteen fifty on eBay. I'll sell it for fourteen hundred. Very nice. So I don't know. It's probably not for your alt guys, but you have anyone for a Morant card? I can find people for a Morant card. All right. So, Chris, why don't you show it one more time? Why don't you take a picture of it, Ben? We're going to see if we can find you a buyer, Chris. He wants $1,400. The last one sold for $1,450. It's numbered to what, Chris? $99? Uh, it looks like – geez, I need my ring. 22 <laughs> Yeah. What's it numbered to? Numbered 22 and 99 Wow. Yep. I will find someone hopefully in the next day. All right, Chris, we're going to try to find you a buyer for that. It's 14 hunch. All right, so definitely challenging with the old mill. I don't think I'm going to be anywhere <laughs> near your number, but we'll we'll see if I can get it going, Chris. All righty. Dark cap. Give me one second here. Fascinating stuff talking about all. I'm glad that you were uh, able to enjoy some of that, Chris. 
Uh, okay. So. I want to be in a room with those guys collecting investors. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. It seems pretty fun, right? Yeah. I'm going to throw out an offer of 1500 for For this? See? And there you go. Turn down immediately. It's just low. It's just it's just He's a going into the distance. <laughs> oh no! My headset fell out. <laughs> breaking up. It's breaking up. I can't see anymore. Um, well, it is a great card. I'll have to do further research as to what I think an old mill premium would be. But all in all, Chris, I know we've been talking about NFTs. We've been talking about NBA Top Shot. But since we have you on. Give us like your 30 second synopsis of what's going on in the hobby with technology and the different marketplaces. And do you like what's going on? Do you not like it? Or are you confused? Do you, you enjoying it? Tell us what's up. I think the way I would answer in the end, you got to collect what you love. No one can put a price on something that has a sentimental value or memory. So there's no price you can put on it. But, you know, with that said, I think the big opportunity and someone needs to solve it is the tools to validate and estimate what is a true value based on comps. It's right now, if you think about it from an average personal collector, it takes like 30 steps to go figure it out. Whether you go to VCP or eBay or you look at other sites, it's really difficult to understand. And given all the volume that we see um, happening, you gotta believe that there's gotta be someone out there that can consolidate that, create some value added service where they give some tools to allow an analysis. As you guys know, some in the, People have seen I post quite a bit on the Facebook Vintage Breaks group trying to do some analysis around population report. And I think the thing that's going to be the new emerging trend, at least in the physical space, let's put NFTs aside, is the whole notion of eye appeal. I think you're seeing a price dislocation between just looking up a price on PSA 10s. Not every PSA 10 is necessarily the same, actually. You certainly see the difference when you get to PSA 4s and 5s. So I think there's going to be someone that's going to come in and have this notion of eye appeal and have that reflected because you're starting to see even cards that are one to two grades below a higher grade card actually sell more because it's eye appeal. And just given the population of all these vintage old cards drying up and the demand happening, you're only gonna see the demand and prices spike up even more for the vintage ones. I think modern, in my view, if you look at the pop reports on PSA, they far exceed any population report for entire sets of vintage cards. So. And also, I think there's also PSA inflation going on, right? If you look at all the vintage cards, 75% of them are below PSA 5. Now, you compare that to the 2019 as Panini Prism example, over 80% are PSA and above. So I think there's a big value dislocation happening that's going to shake out in the coming 12 to 24 months, in my opinion. And so I'm looking at it personally, trying to go downstream back to the vintage and just focus in eye appeal. But like I said, beginning in the end, collect what you love. I mean, there's cards that I have that are all beaten up and I wouldn't sell it for anything in the world. So there you go. <laughs> well, most importantly, Chris, Melch wants to know, <laughs> is NCA football coming back to EA? Yes. We announced it publicly a few weeks ago. All right. Well, I guess Melch was, uh, he missed that one. <laughs> um, well, I agree with you, Chris, is, you know, you and I have been uh, sharing the journey for the last, I guess, almost a couple of years now. Um I appeal is certainly more important than ever, uh, you know, in my eyes. Um, and it's interesting because someone tried to tell me recently, uh, and I, I would have ran it by the alt guys. Um, they tried to say to me, hey, with all the new money coming in and some of these institutional investors, they don't really care if it's a nice nine or a nice eight or a nice 10. And I said, you might be right, except they're not going to be the only end user. And so 
for argument's sake, there's going to be different prices on the 10 Jordans. And I know that some people are telling me, hey, well, people are bidding blindly. Sure. But I believe that, as you said, Chris, whether it be it's over one year or a couple of years, people are eventually going to realize that even in some extreme cases, I'd actually rather have a six of this 1961 Hank Aaron than this really ugly seven or eight, because it's just really how the card presents to me. And I like that it's centered. I like that it has good color. I don't really care that there's a back blemish on the card that causes to technically grade a six. When you have, and Chris, you've seen this as well as I have, there's plenty of PSA eights that are 65, 35 off centered, you know, but because they meet the specs, they right. kind of like, I call them sliders. I'd rather have a nice, well-centered six or seven over a super expensive eight, you know, any day of the week. Actually, a commenter just put a, a really good comment. I think it was Ben DS that said, uh, even eye appeal, it's a little bit nuanced, right? Because let's say you have two cards of good eye appeal, equally centered. One has a fisheye, one has not as vibrant color. Which one's, yeah. So I think, but I think if you think about the valuations between this, the grade versus eye appeal, there's a lot more room to go. And then the last smile to Ben's comment is, that really detailed, subtle nuance of all else being equal, it comes down to preference. Do you rather have a more vibrant color or do you want one that has a fisheye potentially mm -hmm. or a print dot? Yeah, it's not, a, not right or wrong, just whatever yeah. you prefer. Yep. Very interesting. Well, Chris, we'll uh, extend the Matthews into later. I will text if there's any action. Um, and uh, the sh just show off the, other, the second card again, if you could. I just want to clarify the price in Morant for Ben. That was four, $1,400, right? $1,400 out of 99. Out of 99. Mm -hmm. Graded PSA 9. And I believe you pulled it right on our show, right, Chris? Yeah, yeah, you pulled it on Layton's Loft when you actually had the late Loft. Ah, man. My brother-in-law has been busting my chops to get back on there. I think we're going to have to do an appearance this weekend uh, for the big event ending on Sunday. Uh, we're super excited about it. Chris, as always, not just on here, but really do appreciate the time that you take with other collectors, like other community members, sharing you know your take with the data. Um, you know, I know we're both card nerds, but candidly, you're much smarter. Uh, and I really appreciate, you know, what you do with the data and how you present it. Um, and so we hope that you continue to do that for us. Yeah, I love it. It's fun. So I'm always trying to help out. If anyone wants me to look something up or get my two cents, I'm always happy to do it. Cool. Thanks again, Chris. Be well. And we'll drop you a line later if we can do a deal. All right. See you guys. See you, Lou. Thanks, Chris. Good to see you. What, what a show today, Lou. Action packed. You want to check in with Mark again? He's around. You want to see if it, yeah, absolutely. about your offers? Yep. All right, Mark, we're going to bring you back. There we go. Hello. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? All right. Just so, Mark, you had bets, and then what was the second card? Well, here, I'll just show it to you again, Leighton, because I Great. think your reaction was Yeah, perfect. it was very nice. Exactly. So there's that um, Larry Bird PSA 8. So I'm trying to see if there's any uh, – like, I haven't seen too much in the chat in terms of, like, counters or this or that. So – what I would say is on the bird, I have one myself, but um, if no one else would like to buy your bets, uh, you know, I'm your guy if no one else is interested. Okay. So do me a favor, Mark. If no one reaches out, why don't you connect with me direct on email, Leighton at JustCollect.com. Is that cool? Yeah, no worries. Uh, awesome. If, if it doesn't sell there, I'm going to put it on the Vintage Breaks uh, buy and sell page. Awesome, which is also free to list. So I encourage uh, Mark, good point. For those of you who are not familiar, please check out our Vintage Breaks Buy, Sell, Trade group on Facebook. A lot of good folks uh, listen to some cool stuff on there. And, of course, no fees, which is uh, really great. Yeah, the best part. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, the show today, Mark. Uh, we had a blast here. It was a lot of fun.
Absolutely love watching you guys. Can't wait to see you all hopefully face-to-face -face come July. Yep, I hope so as well. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, and we want to say thanks to John, who's on as well. Hopefully he gets some action on what he offered as well. Yep, John, we'll let you know if we have any uh, takers on your Kobe. I think I threw out an offer of $500. Um, I know you're looking for $600. We're going to keep you posted if we have anyone who is interested in completing the deal with you. Oh, I think you're muted, John. I think you're muted. I was going to say, I, was, I haven't tried vintage brakes, so I'm going to put up on vintage brakes as well. Great. Well, it's a good idea because I think that it's a very fair price. Um, like I said, please contact me directly, and I'll make sure I take care of arrangements for you and your son. Join us at the National, hopefully this awesome. uh, August in, in Chicago. Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks so much, John. I really appreciate it. Are you doing this again next week? Uh, we're going to do our loft. I don't know if we're going to do show and sell. We're going to do show and sell again. I just don't know if we'll do it next week. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Very John. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for joining us, John. Bye. All right. That was fun tonight. A lot of action. I mean, the time passed like this. I know. So much stuff in the show. We had, we wasted like four shows. Yeah. yeah. Acted all in one show here. We could have got and a And then you would have been proud of me, Lou. So I'm talking to Ravel earlier today. And then I got to go. Sam just gave me the stink eye. <laughs> um, well, this is, you know, this is his beauty time. It's, yep. you know, I understand. It's his time to shine. Gotcha. Um, so. You know, Darren's texting me, and we're going over some stuff. We're chatting, and I said, "Darren, we just got to do this on the loft." Yep. And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "On the podcast." And he's like, "You yeah, know, no, I'll be on again." I'm like, "No, no, no, I I understand that. Like, just save this content for yeah. a show." He's like, "No, no, I need to know now." And like, <laughs> I I get it. It was very funny. Yep. <laughs> so, Lou, thanks uh, today. It was it was a blast. Oh, I had a blast. And thanks for everybody showing up. Great crowd tonight. People who joined, came on their, their cards. Chris Coe, the guys from Alt. Just so much fun tonight. Thanks so much. Oh, and late, late interest here. Chris Coe may be interested in that Larry Bird. Uh oh. Oh, I love it. Show and sell's got to blow up. Yep. I will do that one. We need the action. Take it easy, everybody. All right.